0: Welcome to the Wild and Free podcast, episode 24. I'm Ainsley Arment, and today we have a couple of fun things to share with you. We have a lighthearted conversation with Stephanie Beatty, plus some mini-interviews with mamas who attended our Wild and Free conference in Williamsburg, Virginia. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. It's hard to believe that it's been almost two years since our third conference took place here in Colonial Williamsburg. We have some never-before-released audio footage that we thought would be fun to share with you today. Here's Jennifer Pepito with a few of the attendees.
1: So this is Kana Hickman, and she's on Instagram at... Kena Hickman. Kena Hickman. So, Kena, what are you loving the most about the Wild and Free Conference?
2: I think specifically I'm enjoying the community aspect, that there are other women in a very similar position to mine who are trying to give their children the very best childhood and the very best education they can, and knowing that they're all struggling in it just the same way I am. That's really comforting, and uh, it offers so much solidarity. So I really appreciate that. I think that will probably be my largest point of gratitude
1: for being here. How far did you travel to get here? We traveled from Houston, Texas. So I
3: don't know how many miles that is, you, but yeah,
1: on a plane. We, we did fly, yeah. What is one takeaway that you wish you'd known when you started your mothering journey? I think the, my biggest takeaway is that perfection
2: is not possible, and that's OK. Mm-hmm. Outwardly, I would have told you that I'm not a perfectionist, because I knew, that, knew better than to say that out loud. But in my head, still, somehow I believe that there's this perfect um, home life, perfect mothering that can be possible. And I'm really grateful that that's not yeah. true. That's the good news, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, thanks for sharing, Kane. Yeah. It's super fun that you're here. Thanks. Okay, I don't have your name typed. So go Andrea, Andrea Mercer. So yeah. Andrea Mercer, and you're here with your baby, He's really, really adorable. <laughs> hey, baby. Did you enjoy your flight? I bet that was her first flight. It was actually her third flight. Third flight? (laughs) Yes, She's been traveling a a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So, Andrew, what are you enjoying most about the conference?
2: I am enjoying the beauty. And we were discussing how all of these moms obviously take that very seriously and how that must reflect in their homes. And the setting of the conference is beautiful and the words that the speakers are using are so beautiful and uplifting and <laughs> and that has been a real gift. I love it.
1: I love the creativity. There's so much yes. displayed even just like you say what people wear. That It it's really is. It's the, these it. are beautiful women. Mm-hmm, it's lovely mm-hmm. to see. Yes. It is. So what's one takeaway that if you were a young mom just starting out you would wish you would have heard?
2: I think it would be to trust your instincts that we are equipped with what we need for our children and it th- it's beautiful that this keeps getting reiterated here that we know what's right for our families and that starts from when they're when you're preparing to give birth to your baby. You know what's right for your family and it looks different from everybody else and that's good. And you can appreciate the beauty in other families but Thanks. you know your own way. That's right. That's right. Thanks for sharing, Andrew. Thank you.
1: Um, yes. This is Ashley Givens, and what's your name on Instagram? I am amnol, or simple school. Okay, at simple school. So Ashley, what are you enjoying most about the conference?
4: So I'm a new homeschooler. I'm not a new mom, but certainly the community and just the affirmation that I'm getting from every speaker, I feel like I've been able to take something away, and it just makes me, I think, more confident in the job that I'm doing
1: and then how about a takeaway for you like if you were just starting out as a mom what would you wish you could have heard then
4: I think not to keep striving for a perfect ideal and that making mistakes is
1: okay Mm. um that it's part of the journey right that's a good one I like that making mistakes is okay okay so this is Kara Annis did I pronounce that right? Yes. And she's at Our Everyday Adventures. So, Kara, what are you enjoying most about the Wild and Free Conference?
5: I am just enjoying being in a room filled with women who are like minded. Pretty
1: amazing isn't it to you know to have so many different women and yet really an overall love for our children and intentionality and parenting absolutely and then Carol when you were just starting out as a mom what's something that you wish you would have heard then that you're hearing at this weekend
5: well I kind of am just starting out my children are still very young I have a four and a half year old and the two and a half year old and then one on the way oh I'm and so it's just nice to uh, to be kind of at the beginning of this homeschooling journey and to be filled with wisdom from all of these women who are a little bit further along the path. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that is sticking out to me most is that I need to start with a vision and to pick and choose the things from my family that will line up with that vision. And if we can start out with that fresh, that we are just gonna have a very blessed yeah. journey together. That's really neat,
1: Kara, because it's so much easier to avoid comparison, avoid feeling like a failure when we know that we don't have to do everything or be everything. So, i say that you're learning that now while your yeah. kids are little. Yeah, hey! I'm pretty lucky. Yay! <laughs> yes. Thanks for sharing, Kara. Absolutely. Hi. So, I am here now with Sarah Green Slade. It's beautiful, it reminds me of Green Sleeves. You know that song? Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. So Sarah, what are you enjoying most about the Wild and Free Conference?
6: I think the thing that I'm taking out of it the most is being more intentional about what I'm doing. Trying to really incorporate all the little nuggets I'm getting from each piece, but really honing it down to then like, what is the culture that I'm trying to... Incorporate here was my long-term goal, and then are all the little decisions that I'm making, all the great ideas I'm hearing. Do they fit that? Is that kind of going in the direction that my family has decided? Is the reason that we're doing all of this? Oh, that's neat. So I'm really encouraged. Yeah.
1: And then about a takeaway, like if, if you were here a couple of years ago, or what would be the one thing you wish you'd mm-hmm. heard then?
6: Yeah. I think the thing that is the most encouraging to me, because I'm I have younger kids still, is that you don't have to decide forever. You know that this is a year by year what's best for the kid. Like hearing. Susan Bauer say, you know, I have a kid that maybe I would have sent to school. You're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, so that's really encouraging to remember that it's not, we're not here to really be giving them their best education. I'm the only mother that they have. They could have teachers anywhere. And so if I'm running out of emotional steam to mother them, it's okay to put them in school. So you're not deciding when they're five that this is going to be your life choice for the next t- right. 20 years. It's you can good to not make sweeping year. Year. One generalization. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing, Sarah. Sure. And then um, I'm here now with Vicki Russell. She's Mm -hmm. at Mama Russell 5 Mm -mm. So, Vicki, what are you enjoying most about the conference?
2: I'm really enjoying the the perspective of a lot of like-minded people. Like, I come out of a culture where homeschool had to look a certain way. And so, for me, it's so refreshing to see a bunch of people here who like to be outside and can use different methods and aren't tied to one specific way of homeschooling. It's just very refreshing and inspiring.
1: I appreciate that, too, mm. about this community, that there's so much diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just really sure about for our kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you wish your mom had heard, or what do you <laughs> wish you'd heard earlier on since you've been in the world for a while? Uh,
2: well, it was more just peers who were homeschooling. Mm-hmm. I actually sent my kids to public school, mm-hmm. and this is my first year pulling them out okay. um, and homeschooling. So I feel like I'm starting mm-hmm. with this as my only influence. I mean, as what I want to do. Yeah. Not that's being that's influenced cool. by what happened before but right. now it's being able to have a fresh start so if there's yeah. a takeaway that
1: you would have wished you to heard back when you began
2: mothering mm. even just about mothering, mothering stuff yeah to be more wild and free yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to read more books and yeah. to just be outside and that that's
1: okay yes you, know? you can enjoy the interests that God yeah. gave you are worth exploring yes yes, yes. yes absolutely so, yeah. <laughs>
2: thanks yeah. for sharing thanks.
1: so and now I'm here with Adrian Hetzer at Less Means More Project mm-hmm. that's exciting so yes. So tell me about what you're really enjoying about the Baldwin Free Conference.
3: I love the aspect of the community. I really do. I, I've really enjoyed getting to meet all the people on Instagram that I've kind of built little relationships with and it's cool to put a face with all those things and I live in an area where I don't know anybody and I have very few friends that are interested in this or, you know, supportive, so this is great. It's really. It's so helpful to have the support, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We all
1: need community, yeah. for sure. So, Adrian, if there was something that you heard so far over the weekend that you really wish you would have heard earlier, what would that be?
3: Well, the biggest takeaway for me is just the freedom to just go with the flow of it and you don't feel like you have to have it all planned out or already or you know we do more of an unschooling approach and sometimes people um our parents and other people around us really think that it's nuts and weird and just uh, like a reassurance that it's going to work out right you know and and it's what I know is best for my kid and like just the encouragement that to keep going at that and like
1: I love it at this conference, how really we get what we need from it. You know, speakers can all be saying something different, and people can take little bits that mean something to them and apply that. So it's neat that you're getting to hear what you need and seeing the community that you need to see.
3: Earlier, I um, went into Jody's, and uh-huh. she talked a lot about, even though it's important, the academics of it all, but just being able to feed spiritually into your child, and like that's really ultimately the most important thing. We just value that so much. Yeah, and so just, that's part of the reason why we're homeschooling. Yeah, so. yeah
1: that's neat. Thanks for sharing, Adrian. Okay. So So now I'm here with Lacey Horst and she's at Lacey Lee. So Lacey, what are you enjoying most about the Wild and Free Conference?
5: I am enjoying being with all these other mamas and realizing that I am not alone. Where we're from, there's not a huge homeschool community. So it's really cool to be around all these other moms and, and see that we're, like, in this together.
1: Yeah. It's so amazing to be in a community. And really, like, we are in a new town also. Finding your tribe can be hard. But somewhere like this, where there's so many people who you're going to connect with somebody that resonates with you. The exactly. the community, that's neat. Yeah. And, and did you come with a friend?
5: I did. Okay. I came How with fun. her.
1: Yay. Yes. That makes
5: it so much, so much more
1: comfortable getting in there Absolutely. and meeting people when you have a buddy.
5: Absolutely. That's yes. That's neat.
1: And where did you guys come from?
5: Uh, I'm from Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Okay, it's right above the Maryland line, and then she's just right below the Maryland line. Okay, so, nice. so yeah. neighbors,
1: basically.
5: Basically, sure. Yeah.
1: And yeah. then, um, did you drive down, or fly we down?
5: did? We're four. It's a four-hour four drive. Four hours. Yeah. It's nice about
1: the East Coast. Like you can cross state lines in a day's drive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Wow. And then, what is a takeaway that when you were a younger mom or <laughs> you know or just starting out, wish you would have heard?
5: wish I would have heard that I don't have to be perfect at everything and um, to like lower the expectations on yourself. Don't mm-hmm. be so hard on yourself. Find right. that one thing or those two things that you can really excel at and focus on them instead yes. of trying to be the best of every mom right. that you see.
1: We can't specialize in everything.
5: Right, exactly. <clears throat> totally.
1: So, and then this is Jen, Jen, Jen Query. <laughs> at, go ahead, Fruitful Jen. <laughs> Fruitful Jen. That's fun. Do you have a big family? I have eight children. Eight <laughs> children. <laughs> wow, besides which, you know, might be the biggest family her. here. Really? Congrats. Let me come closer so that we can hear each other on here. So Fruitful Jen, you lucky thing you. <laughs> you beat me. <laughs> so how old's your oldest?
2: She's 17. 17. That's fun. He's the youngest, eight months. Eight
1: months. Okay, that's so neat. And then what are you enjoying the most about the conference?
2: probably a renewed sense of passion why I'm doing this you know it's with my oldest being 17 I've done it for a long time but with my youngest only being eight months I have a long time left to go and I'm tired <laughs> So just a renewed sense of there is a reason why I'm doing this. I chose homeschooling because I believe it's the best for my kids and new ideas to implement when we get home, like more fun things to do rather than it being drudgery of just getting through the work, but having fun with my kids and enjoying it and focusing most on being their mom rather than their teacher. And,
1: mm-hmm. and then how about if you would come to this, like, 17 years ago <laughs> when you wish you would have heard what would have really transformed your life
2: pace myself mm-hmm. you know don't worry about getting all the curriculum done it's okay to take breaks and and to just give myself
1: grace mm-hmm. that's yeah. we all need grace mm-hmm. thanks for sharing okay so i'm here now with Adrian or adria adria saunders how far did you travel to be here from southern connecticut Southern Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I love Connecticut. It's beautiful. Wow. Mystic Seaport. We haven't yet amazing. been. We're, we're, I mean, we've
2: been there for a few years now, but we're okay. not, yeah. not uh, originally from Connecticut.
1: Uh-huh. And I was there a long time ago, so maybe it's not good anymore. <laughs> Don't take my recommendation. It's on our list of things yeah. to do. So tell me what are you enjoying most about the conference? Definitely just that sense of you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing
2: there are so many other women in the same boat going through the same things, um, similar struggles or totally different things that you can look forward to. <laughs> right. Definitely hearing, um, you know, seeing all these mamas wearing their babies and feeling like, you know, I'm past that point now, but I, you know, we've got still another 10 years to go with my youngest. Um, but just that looking at it from different perspectives, from that, that long range, just looking back. And what you want your kids to remember. I mean, that, that was a great frame of reference to uh, keep in mind as you're going through the daily struggles and just this time to reassess yourself personally mm-hmm. and what your goals are and and to differentiate between what's really important right, and, and your wish list. Yeah. I yeah. think that's probably the key.
1: So is there a takeaway that you wish you would have heard back when you began your mothering journey? Yeah. Um...
2: I don't know. I feel like the taking the time piece, I feel like I've done a pretty good job with that, but it's always good to hear it again, um, just to, to enjoy every moment. Um, I had gone back to work when my girls first entered school full-time, and then a few years later we decided to go this homeschool route mm-hmm. and it was just like a gift that I thought I that of, of more time that right. I thought was I thought that you know the full day with my kids chapter of my life was was coming to a close and to reclaim that has been mm-hmm. a real Is blessing. It? Yeah. Um, That's Thanks for sharing. Thank sure.
0: Friends, last week we shared some big news with you all. Not only did we launch our brand new website full of amazing new features, but we also shared our dream of having a place for wild and free mamas, children, and families to gather together for weekend retreats, nature learning, forest exploring, and soul restoring. So we launched a crowdfunding campaign called A Place to Run Wild and Free and set a goal to raise $400,000 by December 31st in order to buy the land to make this dream a reality. If every follower of the Wild and Free Instagram account simply gave $5.50, we would meet our goal just like that. But we know that isn't how life works, so we've created a few ways to reach this goal together. First, you can go to bewildandfree.org/give and make a contribution of any amount. Every donation is tax deductible and every amount helps, no matter how big or how small. Second, you can sign up to become a fundraiser with us. This means you could rally your Wild and Free group to share the vision and make a group donation. Or you could simply share this campaign on social media with your friends and family. If you sign up as a fundraiser, we'll include some special perks just for you. So check out the page, bewildandfree.org, give, to learn more. Lastly, we have a couple of new offerings in our Wild and Free store to help fund this project. One of these is the Pioneer Package. And guys, this is the bundle of all bundles. It includes a special magazine with all of the prairie-themed content we've created over the last three years. Book clubs, cross-country adventures, nature journaling, and lots more. Plus, an exclusive print sampler that will come to your mailbox. It also includes all the talks from our national conference taking place this September and the new Wild and Free soundtrack with amazing artists such as Josh Gerls, The Hunts, and John Guerra. Last but not least, it includes our new print collection called Handcraft. This 124-page, perfectly bound book is a a one-of-a-kind volume, including beautiful handcraft tutorials from mamas in the Wild & Free community. We only have 350 Pioneer packages available, so don't miss out. Plus, you're helping us reach our goal with every single purchase. Learn more at bewildandfree.org slash Recently, Jennifer Pepito sat down with Stephanie Beatty, who you might know as Lifeographer on Instagram. They talk about the upcoming Wild and Free conference in Nashville, what she's up to this summer, and
1: some homeschool plans for the coming year. Let's listen in. And so Stephanie and I are just chatting for a few minutes about our summer and some of what we're excited about, about the conference. So thank you so much for joining me this evening, Stephanie.
4: Hi, Jen. Thank you. It's always great to be back on the podcast.
1: So I have actually been doing a little bit of summer school. I often school year round, but this year we moved and I don't have a garden to take care of. And so we've been having some fun with projects and school that is like a little bit more than we normally do in the summer. But how about you? Are you schooling through the summer?
4: You know, we have always varied and what we do. And it's really been based on what season our family is in. I prefer to keep up with some things like math in particular during the summer, at least a little bit here and there for the older kids. And that's kind of what we're doing now. So much of what our school year looks like is really just easy to continue into the summer because it's sort of part of our rhythm. But some of my kids have gymnastics. One of my boys is on a team. So he has like nine hours a week that are in the mornings that would normally be when we do morning time and stuff. So we we've adjusted some of the times of day that we do our school, but we are still continuing to do some school here during the summer.
1: Do you have a special read aloud? Because summer is often a time where it's easier to really dive into a book or it's like a special time to read a summer themed book.
4: You know, we are reading whatever the kids want to at the time. I don't necessarily have it planned out. Sometimes I'll just pull something off the shelf, but it's not necessarily planned reading. Uh, Right now we're finishing up, I think, um, Treasure Island and then we have several read alouds based on topical things, whatever they're interested in at the time where you're usually doing a biography, a Shakespeare play, things like that. And so then we'll typically have some kind of fiction or classic or literary book going on. And at the same time, my husband is doing one of the Harry Potters with them for the younger ones who hadn't read it. So they sort of have that going on in their evenings.
1: That's fun. See, it's almost like you have morning time as far as the content goes. You're just spreading it out throughout the day.
4: Yeah, pretty much. And not every day, You We'll definitely get outside more and we've traveled a fair amount this summer. And with that, we've taken a break. I brought some of our books with us to do a little bit maybe when we're on the road. But overall, we take time to let them feel like they're having summer break too.
1: Is your summer you've been traveling, you've got gymnastics going on? Do you feel like you have to be in the car all the time? Are you having enough home time?
4: We really just have the gymnastics and it happens to be on the same road that we live on. It's five minutes away. And so I just take my son and drop him off and then pick him up. So
1: that's very convenient. That's one nice thing about Virginia is that you actually, actually have trees among shopping centers in California. If you have trees, you're probably out in a forest.
4: It is kind of isolated where we are. My son prayed for gymnastics, and we waited to do these activities. And then boom, one was built on sort of this rural road that we live on. And so it was just his answer to prayer is my theory. Anyway, it's just a few minutes down the road.
1: That's so amazing. I love finding things that are close to home. I'm actually I'm right now I'm trying to find someone to come and do swim lessons for my kids at my house because I can't imagine the idea of getting in the car every day. And right now we live about 25 miles out on a curvy road. So it's even less appealing than it might normally be
4: my older son has camp this week as well. And so we actually have two activities in one day or several days a week, which is really unusual for our family. And I was just telling a friend today, actually Ainsley, that I'm just not used to all of this driving and activity. And it's really very little, but it's a lot for us since we had taken a sabbatical from a lot of activities.
1: You talked about that at one of the Wild and Free conferences. You talked about Huga. I don't know if I'm
4: pronouncing that right.
1: (laughs) And you talked about slowing down. So have you started thinking about your topic for your workshop in September.
4: Yeah, you know, I'm really in the middle of the research phase where I read a a ton of books to kind of come alongside my own personal experiences. I always like to share research on things. And so in general, right now I'm reading 12 Ways That Your Phone Is Changing You by Tony, I think his last name is Ranky or Ranky. I'm not really sure how it's pronounced, but there's a foreword by John Piper in there. And so in general, I think I'm going to be talking about sort of this tension that we feel in this digital age as homeschool parents, as parents in general, and um, as folks who are family and outdoor oriented and how we sort of resolve that tension with technology and the digital age and how it's impacting our families. So how are we managing technology in our homes? How is it affecting us in good and bad ways? And what does that look like for us moving forward? I don't have all the answers yet. I'm just kind of exploring it, but I think that's going to be the general vein of what I'm talking about. It's a a topic I'm really passionate about at home. And I mean, a lot of it's for me, I love doing the research for myself. And I figure it'll be great information to pass on to some of the other women.
1: I'm super excited about it. I've been living in this little house out in the country while we're fixing up our house that we bought. And it's got no internet, like it's like in a canyon. And so it's really different right now. It's really different. And it's mostly good. It's been really sweet how much more connection time I'm getting with my kids. And then I just drive into town to our fixer upper and I have my little office set up in there where I do the online stuff that has to be done. But it's been a great opportunity to just get more done in a sense and be more connected because I'm not distracted, even as careful as I am with my phone. It's still so easy to just, you know, get on to check email or to respond to a text and then get on this whole rabbit trail of other apps that we can get involved with.
4: Yeah, it's true. And I think some of that happens to all of us if we have a smartphone, right? And so I think I'll be addressing that as well. It's coming really
1: fast. I can't believe that summer is halfway over. And I also can't believe it's been almost a year since the last one. November was so special on the Old Glory Ranch. And I just loved connecting with everybody. And I can't wait for September. What are some of the things that you're most excited about?
4: You know, every time it's just the people, it's these long distance friends that I have that we get to reconnect with. I mean, that's the heartbeat of the conference, the new folks and women that we connect with and meet and bring these online relationships into real life. And then just sort of this rekindling in the FaceTime we get with older friends and women that we've known. And not only that, it's just, especially I think with the timing of this particular conference at the beginning of most of our school years I think it's just going to be an incredible time of refreshment and sort of preparedness as we go into the year it's going to be encouraging and uplifting and so I really love the timing of this one and um, I'm super excited about the location to, to explore Nashville a bit but really the women I'm just excited to see all of these especially all the West Coast gals like you and have a chance to talk to some of the other women that I haven't had a chance to meet yet
1: I know. I'm so excited. It's always like amazing to connect with people that we've been building relationships with for a few years now. And we don't get to see in between. Although I do get to go to the Walden Free family camp. So I'm just over <gasps> the moon. We'll be driving out next month for that. I think that some people are coming on their own. I'm actually flying in on my own. And I think that can be scary sometimes for people to be coming to a conference for the first time and be coming by themselves and feeling like, am I going to get connected? What would you say to people who are feeling that way?
4: Gosh, you know, I have talked to several women that have done that in the past, several, 20 maybe that I've just in conversation have spoken to at the conferences saying that they came by themselves, but I don't know of anyone that's come alone that's left feeling alone. It really is such a warm and inviting atmosphere. And especially if people are coordinating rooms and things in advance. I know at the last conference, women who didn't even know each other, they were getting Airbnbs and hotels and things like that together because the area that it was located in, there were ranches and sort of these unusual lodging arrangements. And I think people came away more connected than at almost any other conference before because they took the dive and really um, gave it a chance to get to know other mamas and other homeschooling families. I think I would just encourage them that you're really not an anomaly that a lot of women do that. And then if you do see somebody that you think is alone, maybe reach out to them in general to everyone else who's come along. So I feel like that's sort of a, an underlying theme to it. It's a very inclusive place.
1: I feel that way too. I love that the Walden Free community and the Walden Free conferences are just so loving. Like It feels so warm. And I know that we all have struggles in our daily lives. And life at home is not always picture perfect. But it does when we all come together, just seems like so encouraging and so warm and really has been very impactful in my life to be able to gather with so many loving homeschool moms and just celebrate motherhood together.
4: I agree. And, And you really do you find people that you have plenty of things in common with and can relate to and then others maybe who are doing things differently. And you can either learn from yourself or just have an opportunity to discuss and kind of share with each other. And not only that, I think just the time away from our families, while it can be really hard to leave them behind, especially if you're a mom who's come without any children, it can be an opportunity for you, a really welcome opportunity for just some personal relaxation and refreshment. And I know that's happened at every conference for the other women I've connected with.
1: This summer, as you're kind of winding down from last year and gearing up for the coming school year, is there anything that you are particularly going to do different than you did last year or something you're excited about trying out this year?
4: Well, this year, my oldest is going to be in middle school. So I'll have a middle schooler, which is not that old for women who've been through it before me, but it's sort of a new realm for us. And so I think I'll probably be looking at some things a little differently. Maybe there will be some things I might incorporate that I feel like as he's moving into these high school years that we might need to strengthen certain skill sets or areas. I think writing is going to be one for my oldest son. But in addition, my youngest, who I was really going to wait another year for because he turns five at the end of August and would be very young, but he's going to officially start kindergarten per se, which is mostly a playful year for us. But we're going to go ahead and officially start incorporating him into more formal schooling because he is sort of intellectually ready and has been participating over the past year. So for the first time, I'll have all four kids doing table work and sort of more formal homeschooling, if you can call it that, with an older child starting into this middle school realm, kind of prepping for the later middle school years and early high school. So I think that's going to be the main focus for me is to step back a little and maybe plan a bit less. Last year, we actually did a full year where I did not do homeschool planning at the beginning of the year. We sort of took a deep breath, incorporated some morning time and really read books that were seasonal and more interest-led. And other than our math, where we just picked up where we were the year before and and kept moving forward. and, And that's what we'll continue to do there. So there really, it was a full year without any planning and it actually worked out wonderfully. But I think This year, I might step back and plan a few things because I think there are two of my kids really appreciate a little more of that structure. So I'll incorporate it some because it's something they're desiring versus something I feel like I absolutely need to do.
1: Right. It's interesting finding the balance. I usually do some planning ahead of time and then about six weeks in, we just start doing interest led studies so
4: (laughs) it happens (laughs) that way now. (laughs) Yes, yes.
1: So so I'm excited. I actually love the planning process, though I love like getting all my catalogues out and my books and getting excited about what we're gonna
4: do. So It is. I am so excited. I would say I used to plan with an Excel spreadsheet and it's (laughs) glorious. And I did it for, I mean, probably four years or so, five years, I don't know. And finally, I realized that I was making these plans and spending a lot of time on plans that we really did not fully execute simply because they were just too detailed. We really needed something a little more relaxed and something that gave the kids a little more flexibility. So I let go of all of that as an experiment and voila, it actually didn't turn out terribly. It worked out great. And while I won't emulate the complete no planning like last year, I do think I'll be a lot more relaxed moving forward. Yeah,
1: it's really fun each year to experiment. And I feel like we really can know that our kids are going to be okay, even if there's a little experimentation on the way. Ainsley actually was talking about the Peter Gray book she's reading on a recent Wild and Free podcast and talking about this study on math, where these kids who weren't introduced to formal math or you know, textbook math until the sixth grade caught up to the other kids in a year, you know, so it's kind of that same concept that all this early learning might be partly just spinning our wheels.
4: It is. And uh, yeah, I've definitely heard similar statistics or that 12 years of primary school really could be learned within a very short period of time, you know, if there was someone who was 17, who had not had formal math. You really can catch up very quickly. If there are things you need to catch up on, per se, if you're pursuing a college class or whatever educational endeavors you might be pursuing, I really feel like it's my job is less to fill them full of knowledge than it is to just sort of stimulate their curiosity and foster a love of learning and hopefully kids that love to read and that are able to learn. So I think that's really the goal. And it takes a lot of the pressure off when you take those check boxes of what my kids needs to know and when away.
1: Well, thanks so much for joining me, Stephanie. It's been so much fun to chat and I can't wait to hug your neck in just a couple months at the conference.
4: Likewise, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all of the mamas there. So thanks for having me on and hopefully I'll be seeing the rest of you soon too. Yay.
0: Thanks so much, Stefan and Jen. Our national conference in September is completely sold out, but hang in there, mamas. We're getting ready to announce the location of our next conference taking place this coming March. It's so good, and we can't wait to share all the details. Well, friends, that's all the time we have for today, but thank you, thank you for being here, and we hope you'll join us next week for the Wild and Free podcast.